Previously on Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. From here on, we're going to use initiative to determine who we're going to follow first because the party is splitting up. He's got his arm around him and he's pulling him along this alley. Is there anyone there? Make a perception check, please. Greg rolled a six. Looks fine. He pulls him further into the alley and he grabs him by the neck. You know, I was a filthy piece of garbage, but even I wasn't as bad as you are. What you did to your wife was disgusting. And then I bite his neck. I don't think he'll actually go home first, but maybe checking in on some of his kids. Let's visit Seymour Jr. first. As you get closer to the house, this elven gentleman leaves. Excuse me, is everything all right? Mr. Dewey's daughter died this afternoon from complications of childbirth. I, I would like to pay my respects. Is a senior Seymour there? He might be. I will cast Disguise Self. I want to look like an elf. I'm gonna stealthily go upstairs to look for Seymour. Let's do a quick flashback to when you opened that envelope and you got the details about your mark. It also contained at the bottom of the page the instructions for a ritual. The first step of the ritual is that you have to confirm his identity. Then you have to present him with the additional black envelope. Then he has to die. Noted going upstairs and looking in every room. When you open the door, you see that there is a corpse in the bed. She would have been fairly young, and at the side of the bed is a dwarf with a short-cropped gray beard, holding her hand to his forehead. Darling, is your mama in town? I'm not from town. How about I give you directions somewhere? When you get there, the woman who answers the door, her name's Jametta, and she's a real nice woman. And she walks her about to where the library is. She gives her the rest of the directions and books it back down the street. At the corner of the alley, you see Greg holding this person, snapping turtle maw shuts. Click. <laughs> it, is, it is not sexy. It is not dignified. It is just, it's just weird. Oh God, I'm sorry you had to see that. It's our new normal, I suppose. Jaina, his wife, I sent her somewhere where she'll be taken care of. Why don't you eat the bastard? I'm not hungry. I, th I think I can still go a little bit longer. Unfortunately, this is our reality. She walks over and looks at the corpse and she kicks it. Thick clouds of spores drift forward. Within seconds, the body is fully impregnated with your fungus. And for a brief moment, this corpse is an extension of yourself. Then the body starts to shrivel. All that remains of Jean is a blackened, mold-covered husk. You might be able to pass as a living, breathing woman again. You just hear from behind you, What is going on here? Oh, no! No! Mr. Gillette, Ugh. the banker you met when you joined the ill-fated Platinum Mercenary Program. TM blocks in. Uh-huh. Asvaldo has been used too much, so he is going to leave the Goodyear and is going to take on a different face. I would like to go back in after all of that is good and done. I have the wine bottle. I assumed it was in my hands the entire time. So you're keeping it in your goo now? Okay. Hold on, I'm going to roll something real quick. <laughs> I just rolled a one. For the constitution saving throw of the cork. You know that feeling when you realize, oh, I got to get to the bathroom now. I'll go into the back. Take out the wine that I'm sure is spoiled. 
it is now more you than wine. I'm going to pour all of it into the tank. You've just dumped part of your body down into a toilet. I am going to just leave it. That's what my character would do. And I'm going to be looking around the room for Mr. Gillette. He seems to be eating dinner. Young man, I'm sorry. Would you mind if I sit at your table? Of course. Join me. What brings you to Bohm's Landing? I have many grandchildren, and um, my youngest, his name is Bengt. He's recently gone missing. Would this possibly have been a lieutenant, Bengt Marceau? Yes, in fact, he was. I'm afraid I may have some unfortunate news for you. I can give you proper documentation. I'm at the soft sheets. My name is Shimore. I can have those papers forwarded to you first thing in the morning. So the good news is you've completely duped him. The bad news is that you're going to hear a crash as a door in the back of the establishment is flung open and a mound of very stinky black goo rides <laughs> out of the bathroom. And that's where we'll be picking up. We'll be going in the order of Greg and Bambi, Sanjana, then Banked. <laughs> Welcome back to Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies. I'm Scott, he, him, and I'm the DM. Hi, I'm Tommy, he, him pronouns, and I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau. Hi, I'm DeSombra, she, her pronouns, and I play Greg. Hi, I'm Lena, she, her, and I play Sanjana. Hi, I'm Jin, they, them, and I play Bambi. Hi, Greg and Bambi. Hello. You had just finished feeding, each of you consecutively. And then you are surprised when you hear from behind you, what the hell? What are your reactions? Uh, first thing I do is gather as much of the corpse in one place as possible. Like, like a child hiding something on their desk. That they just gather it all in their arms and hug it to their chest as if you cannot see it if you're behind me. Ah, so what, are you, what, what kind of skill would you like to use to accomplish this? And how do you justify that skill? This is becoming very much like homework. I think I'm going to do a performance check. I had an idea, so I'm just going to roll with it. It just kind of looks like skin and bones. <laughs> and... Roll with it. Haha. <laughs> it's just It just kind of looks like skin and bones and such, right? Like, it doesn't really look identifiable. It's definitely identifiable because it is like the it, shape. After I've gathered it all together, like, once you have it in... It's not laid out anymore. I mean, there's a blackened skull. A humanoid skull is fairly identifiable. The bones look like bones. They're just blackened and decayed and splotchy and dusty. I mean, it's two o'clock in the morning, though. It's dark out. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. But I'm going to gather it in my arms and immediately cry out as if I'm crying. Okay, so then there we go. You've justified your performance. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a tw I rolled a 19 makes it a 21. So what the hell guy now his official NPC name. <laughs> oh no, are you okay? I've been looking for my cat for weeks and I just I know that this is him. <laughs> She's got it like 
as tight to her chest as she possibly can so that no one can see it, but you can see that it's bones and skin. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, I, I, uh, this is, I just thought I saw, a, and but it was a cat and I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he, he was such a good boy. Yeah, losing a pet is hard. Yeah, um. We've been, we've been looking for him for weeks. I can't believe he's gone. Yeah, even I am getting a little uncomfortable in how realistic this is. You said you wanted actors. Greg, what do you think of all this? Yeah, we're really sad. Greg is going to detect some thoughts. Can you tell me a little bit more about that spell? I can't remember. You've used it before. I just can't remember. Concentration up to one minute. Within 30 feet of you, it's a wisdom. 13. So you're trying to penetrate deep into his thoughts or just surface level stuff? I don't know what he's thinking before I react. Okay. So surface level, you don't. I don't need to roll. But if you want to probe deep. <laughs> then I do have to roll for it. So can you be more specific as to what you're trying to do here? I want to know what he thinks about the scene in front of him. Okay, so I think that's surface level thoughts. Yeah. I don't need to know about his backstory. Greg does not care. What the hell guy has a deep and true backstory that I slaved over for hours and you're never going to find out now. Talk <laughs> to someone else. We got things to do. What the hell guy, his surface level thoughts were originally what the hell, but now his surface level thoughts are like, Oh, God, that poor elderly lady and her cat. Elderly lady? (laughs) (laughs) I am offended, sir. Well, you are gray-haired, and you are small and hunched. I'm crying. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, that poor elderly lady and her cat. I wonder what that turtle is doing here. Uh, Not that he would know the word turtle. was like, I wonder why there's a turtle man. Turtle Man is my father. Excuse you. Uh, but basically, yeah, those are the thoughts running through. Is like, oh, this is really sad. Now I'm sad. I'm kind of hungry too. I wonder what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow. You know, I probably shouldn't have had as much to drink last night as I thought I was going to have. Uh, well, uh, if we continue the stream of consciousness, it's going to get really weird. So I'm just going to cut it there. <laughs> That's about all Greg really cares to listen to anyway. So he's just going to be like... You know, I'm really sorry. I I wanted to help you find your cat, but I didn't realize that this was what was going to be it. He's like still like kind of far away. He kind of puts his hand on Bambi's back and pats it awkwardly. Yeah. Sorry. To seal the deal that they know each other, she kind of leans into it. Okay. So in that case, I'm going to need a performance from Greg with advantage because Bambi is assisting you. A 17. Because Detect Thoughts is still there. Ah, that turtle dude is such a nice guy helping this old lady find her cat. Now that you know for a fact that it landed, what are you going to do about it? Um. How do we get rid of this guy? We should just walk away. I'm going to probably have to, I'm going to have to carry the body. Uh. You need someone to walk you home. Yes, please. Thank you. All right, I'll walk you home. It's okay. We're gonna we're gonna walk home. Okay. Uh, do you need me to? Uh, should I? Thank you. Thank you for being here. But I think I just need a moment. Oh, okay. And he wanders off. None the wiser. Congratulations. You have treated uh, <laughs> my social interaction through lies and deception. <laughs> My specialty in real life and in game. (laughs) 
Greg, I have all of this is just smeared all over my shirt. <laughs> Where do I put it? Is there any um, swamps or lakes or? Uh, how far away is the forest? Well, it takes about 20, 30 minutes to get to the edge of the forest, but you will have to go through a gate, which is guarded at night. Um, because I was thinking that I could cast Pass Without a Trace and just beeline it. <laughs> you know what? Go for it. Pass Without a Trace doesn't make you invisible. No, but it makes me less noticeable if I'm carrying bones in my arms. That's a good idea. So we could do that, or we have to find a place to dump it in town. Which, if there was some sort of a dumpster... I mean, this is medieval-ish times. There's the street. There's no dumpster. Well, I mean, there might be a pile of plague bodies somewhere. I'm assuming that a lot of the garbage was just thrown into streams and rivers. Pretty much, yes. Bohm's Landing is, at, at its heart, a river town. So there's gotta be a river to throw it in. Where's the river? The other side of town from where we were entering and leaving. Never from. mind. So, yeah, I think maybe pass without a trace and just beelining it to the edge of the forest might just be our best bet. Because there's nowhere else for us to go unless we can stuff the corpse in a porta potty That's an idea. There are public pay outhouses. We could shove it in the hole in the outhouse. And then if it stinks, it just smells like It poop. smells like poopy. It smells like poopy. Oh, God. I, th- I like that idea. Let's shove it in the outhouse. Let's put it right into the <laughs> hole. When people shit on it, they have no idea that they're shitting on a dead body. I mean, the guy kind of does deserve to be pooped on for the rest of his death existence of bones. <laughs> okay. Now we have to figure out where where a, a, a porta potty or rather a outhouse would probably be somewhere behind the tavern. I assume there's got to be some kind of place. Probably. So that would be an intelligence memory check, I guess, to remember if you scouted one earlier. A low roll would mean you just don't remember. You could also do an investigation check to search for one. Depending on your role, it would t- determine how long it would take for you to find one. The longer it takes, the more likely you are to be discovered. There's always choices. So either an intelligence check or a investigation check. I have plus three investigation. Do you have... What is your investigation? Plus two. So you got me beat. Bards, man. You gotta be kidding me. I rolled a six. So it's going to take you quite a while to find an outhouse. During that time, let's see if anything happens. Uh, before we actually start looking, though. Yes. Greg, if you look in my my little satchel there, there's a blanket. Drape it around my shoulders, and I'll I'll just hug it and make me look like I'm cold. All right, I gotcha. And now Babushka's just cold walking around. <laughs> just cold old people. <laughs> yeah. Now we're looking for some toilets. <laughs> This is a disguise, so let's roll this out because D&D has a way of doing that. This is going to be another performance to just see how good of a job you did in making it believable that you have a little babushka old lady. Who rolls that, though? Whoever actually made the bundle. It's basically you're figuring out whether or not the bundle has a little, like, bone sticking out of it or not. Before Greg makes this roll, I'm going to cast Guidance, which is an at-will cantrip. Just to make sure he doesn't screw it up, just in case. 
So tell us about guidance. Uh, you touch one willing creature once before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the die before or after making the ability check the spell that ends. All right. So roll a d4 in addition to your check. All right. So I rolled a 22 plus one. So it's a 23. All right. Cool. So Babushka, Beladen, Bambi, and good old Greg wander out of the alley with a bit of a lump and move through town searching for an outhouse. As you are wandering hither and thither, you do come across a pair of town guards doing patrols. And because of a big old three that I rolled, they suspect nothing. They tip their mailed caps to you and continue on in the night. It takes you a good while to find an outhouse but the outhouse you find requires a silver piece. It's in a slightly nicer part of town. I can check my pouch, but I'm not sure. Do you have anything on you? Let me see. So he rifles through all of the the dirt in his shell and pulls out his big leather green pocketbook, which is encrusted in, in, in jewels in different and various shapes. Now, are these jewels real, or are they like cut glass? Oh, they're totally cut glass, but it's leather. So this is a big chintzy bag. Oh, it's like, mm, you better believe his taste is in your face. Yes. <laughs> he likes to be flashy, because he's, you know, he's a dapper gentleman. It's Pride Month, baby, just go for it. <laughs> exactly. Let's see here. Let's see. What do I got in here? And he pulls out, he pulls out a rose jam bottle of love, which doesn't belong in this universe, by the way, but I apparently have that <laughs> bottle of lush rose jam. <laughs> okay. No, not this. <laughs> What's that? What? It smells amazing. Oh, this is what I use to clean up all my parts. <laughs> It's real. It really smells great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. This is my signature scent. Is it a seasonal? It is, but it's my signature. Everyone knows this is my scent. Oh, my goodness. Oh, de Greg. People sell it on eBay for hundreds of dollars when it's off season. Really? Yeah. That's terrifying. Anyway, so there's like dirt in his pocketbook because he carries around grave dirt. So he's like rifling through it and he does eventually find some coins. He actually has 50 gold pieces on him right now. The slot that will release the key, you stick in a quarter and it like pops the little thing out. And then like when you pop the thing back in, it pops your quarter back out. This oh, is yeah. sort of that, that situation, except this is like a coin slot where it keeps it. And then when you put the key back in, um, it the quarter doesn't pop out. It pops the quarter into a little hole. Basically, you need to pay with this specific size and shape coin. A gold coin will not do. You gave me change. I did? Yeah, Greg already made change because he went to the tavern and paid with a gold piece. Yeah, and he was really upset uh, about it. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. So I have change, so I do have that silver piece. Awesome. All right, so you pop in the silver piece. The little key on a little bit of a chain pops out. And you can unlock the outhouse and open up the door because everything is a business, even taking a number two. It seems like, you know, this is a nicer upscale part of town. So there's like a little step up and a wooden seat type situation that looks like it's nice and contoured for the standard humanoid bottom. Greg, I don't know that you would benefit from this. 
Which, did we ever determine whether vampires pooped or not? This was a discussion. Greg poops, but he doesn't care where. <laughs> I have a biology question for the biology professor. Yes. If the diet is liquid. So, interestingly enough. Hi, friendly neighborhood editor. We've been talking about poop for a while, but it's about to get a little bit more graphic. Sorry I asked the question. Skip forward about 40 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Sorry. So, interestingly enough, blood is a, uh, a diuretic. So blood actually increases the frequency of pooping, and um, when you digest blood, it turns black. So it becomes this black, tarry stool called melina, with like this red residual. My question is, is it more liquid than solid or solid than liquid? So that depends on how long it's been stewing and what else was eaten along with it. If your diet is a pure liquid diet, it's going to be bacteria lumped together with mucus and whatever bits of it that you've been eating. So it's basically going to be a black mucus plug. And for those listening at home, I, I, I have a medical background. Poop conversations happen all the time. All the time. And in my biology class, which I took. everyone knows my favorite topic to talk about is poop. Well. <laughs> poop is a fascinating topic. All of this, I took his class as a student the first time and as a teacher aide the second time. So I have two years of experience of being in the classroom with him every single day. And I completely can verify all of this. You can also verify that I use the same jokes every time. Yep. It's almost like he's written a script for the lecture and it's the same jokes. Even a year apart, it's the same jokes. And half the time, I'm the only one that laughs. <laughs> Uh, all right. Where were we? The porta potty. Right. So the door is open. It is a fairly nice, um, a portable outhouse. Because isn't porta potty a brand? Porta potty is a brand, and they're okay. not sponsoring us. Although, porta potty, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. So the bathroom is empty, and your dump site is go. Nothing. Not a single <laughs> reaction. Sorry. Well, we're just going to throw oh, it in the, the hole, right? Uh, wait, how, how wide is the hole? Like, okay, so there's a hole. How big is the trench? The way that a, a portable bathroom is constructed, there is a shell on the outside. There is a raised box type area. Mm hmm. And there is a hatch on the back side of that porta potty where you can take the tank out. You can unlock it, lift it up, and take out the tank and replace it with a different tank. Because removing these is a company uh, that comes in with a team of horses, pulls this tank out, and takes it to the area to be dumped. Which, because this is medievalish times, is probably the river. Uh, preferably downriver, but you know, medievalish times. Okay. <laughs> The looks on some of our listeners' faces right now, I'm sure, is just priceless. Um, in terms of how much space is under here, oh yeah, this could definitely hold a couple of bodies. But in terms of, like, the whole opening, it is a standard toilet size of our modern-day conveniences. I'm really gonna regret this. She's gonna take the pack mm -hmm. and dump the body, and then immediately take her quarterstaff... Slam it into the porta potty and stir it like a soup. <laughs> wow! Just gotta mix it all. Make sure that it's all just. Uh, 
I no longer need to roll. So there's a satisfying crunch and a crumbling of the bones into a powder because they're very brittle from this fungoid process. And there is a very satisfying spoon and porridge stirring sound. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm really going to regret this. I love this stick. How do you boil a stick? Uh, this, the sensations that you are getting, Bambi, <laughs> are a coolness on the tongue with a large inhale. Okay. A bit of a craving of chocolate. Okay. And a healthy, healthy feeling of your food just being the wrong texture. Uh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you judge me. There is things that need to get done and I'm doing them. So don't you dare judge me in this moment. And Greg is probably standing behind her, listening to her talk to herself. Don't worry, I don't judge anyone. Oh, not, not you, darling. While still tinged with that same feeling of that food being the wrong texture in your mouth, you do feel a less than usually firm handshake, but still like that <laughs> sensation. <laughs> it's almost grudging in nature. <laughs> She's going to take a swallow because she wants to throw up and she's not going to she's just gonna swallow it and the stick is going to slide out of the proverbial mud with a it's interesting that you say that you felt like you needed to vomit because you know for a fact that you have not put any food into your mouth since you've been gone i can't breathe for the first time <laughs> uh if only i knew more lyrics to that song and She's going to turn around and look at Greg with this face of, I want to die. Too late. And take another swallow and say, I want to go home. If you have a project or a business that you'd like to promote on our show, please reach out to us at rfedpod at gmail.com. If you don't have a product or a business, but you want to help us anyway, you can share our show with your friends or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. That will really help us grow and reach more people. You can also like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can take part in polls and ask questions if you'd like us to answer those questions in future Wine and Spirits episodes. You can find all of our handles in one convenient place by visiting our website, rfedpod.com. I'm going to approach slowly. I'm so sorry for your loss. He looks up and this guy turns white as a sheet. She's so young. Yes. Yes. Do I know you? You are Brayden? No. Do you, do you know Brayden? Uh, Brayden was a friend of my brother's. And I heard that there was a tragedy in his family and I was in the area and wanted to pay my respects. Ah. I have a letter of sympathy, but I was only to give it to Brayden or... Brayden's father. What is your name, sir? I'm going to need you to roll a deception check. 
16. He cocks an eye. Something's not right here. No, this feels wrong. Who are you? And he stands up and he backs up. He looks old. He looks frail. And he looks very scared. But that ritual isn't complete. Sir. I know who you are. I know what you are. You can't blame me for wanting to live. I blame no one. I'm a traveler, sir. Do you know where Brayden is? Or his father? Cut the crap. I know who you are. And who do you think I am? You're here to collect me. Excuse me? It's very cute that you're sticking to your story, but I know better than that. I'm not stupid. I'm not sure what you think I'm here to do. I do know magic. I might be able to bring her back. Oh, that's a persuasion check right there. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, that's a deception. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you want deception? Yeah, that's definitely... You can't, you can't do that. That's a lie. That's a straight-up lie. <laughs> well, you know, things. 13. Oh, not that great. He softens for a moment, actually, and he looks at you. You can. You can undo the terms. I don't know what deal you're speaking of, but I can bring the child back. He's hesitant. The child. How long has it been since she's gone? Today. By the next sunrise, I won't be able to do anything for her. But please, sir, my task. I don't have much time. I can't deliver my message to the wrong person. What is your name? My name is Seymour Bavordui. As soon as he says it, you can feel something change. If you're holding the envelope in your hand, you can feel the envelope purring. Hmm. Sanjan approaches him. Would you like to be with your grandchild again? And Sanjana presents him with the envelope. More than anything in the world. He reaches up one hand quavering and he takes it from you and pulls it close and he looks at it. And then his eyes just go wide. No, and he throws it to the ground. Trickster, how dare you? I promise you, sir, you can be with her. At what cost? Again, if you knew the terms of that deal, you'd walk away. You'd leave me right now. We are all bound to certain things in this life, sir. It won't hurt. He's tearing up, backing himself into a corner. He's very scared right now. She, she had a wasting disease. My baby granddaughter, given to her by the gods, they said. Can't meddle in the fate assigned her, they said. Well, that's not fair. She is a good girl, a smart girl. And because she'll never wear what I did for her, a pious girl. A child shouldn't be condemned to die young just because some god decided it. And how dare you come here and try and collect on a bad deal? A deal is a deal. You will be with her. I promise you this. I didn't ask for power. I didn't ask for wealth or fame or success. All I asked for was time. Time enough to see her grow and be happy. 
Time enough for her to fall in love. Time enough for me to see her married, for me to see her child, my great-grandchild. And now he's sliding down against the wall, and he's cradling his head in his hands. Do you see the loophole yet? So Sanjan is going to try to reach out to him to guide him back to the bed so that he can be next to the corpse. Gently. Not, there's no force in this. Very gently, going to lead him over to the corpse and sit him down comfortably and have him hold her hand. As soon as he holds her hand, he just collapses in tears. Sanja's going to move behind him and unsheath a dagger. Do you even know? Do you see the loophole yet? Hmm? I do. And stab him right through that soft spot in the collarbone. Make your attack roll with advantage because he's technically prone. Okay. And because you have advantage, you also get your sneak attack. Okay, so 14. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, he's got 9 HP. So how much did you deal? <laughs> 10. Uh, 10. 14. Yeah, so you catch him right in that little soft spot uh, where the collarbone meets the neck, and then you slide it inward and forward, opening up a very long gash, and he just falls forward, and blood starts to pool out and soak through the fibers of the sheets with red going to pink, going to lighter pink, going to white. Good night, fine sir. As soon as he's dead, the envelope starts to hum. It goes from this purr to this hum, and it lifts up off the floor and flutters to him. The top flap opens, oh my. and black tendrils emerge like sea cucumber lungs. Oh, they start to like wrap around him and they start pulling chunks of white light away from the body and retract back into the envelope. Oh my gosh. As soon as the last of the tendrils pulls in the last chunk of white light, the envelope closes, flutters to the ground and bursts into blue flame, leaving just an ash outline on the floor. Now on the bed are two gray corpses and a pool of blood. Hmm. Still got it. <laughs> Puts the veil back over her face. Gonna leave now. Sneaky, sneaky. As you move downstairs, you pass somebody along the way, and they're heading upstairs, and you're heading downstairs, and they turn sideways and let you pass. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you are about to leave through the, I'm assuming, the front door? Uh, yeah. Uh, you're about to leave through the front door when you hear a scream from upstairs. Welcome back, Bengt. Or should I say, Jemel et Marcia. Jemel et Marcia. A sudden slam and a piece of yourself mixed with copious amounts of fecal material and urine has erupted forth from the indoor outhouse and is now pseudopoding its way toward you. I'm going to run away as fast as I can. Well, you haven't paid for your, your, your glass of Chardonnay. I'll pay it once I come back. I'll run around the corner, and I'm going to turn into Rothgar, the Goliath, the first person. Well, as you are changing into Rothgar, you do hear the less-than-dignified screaming of rich human men as they exit the establishment, wafting cigar smoke on their way out Sure. as they run into the night. 
then followed by a sort of wave of the most interesting of smells. You are now in an alleyway as you can feel the other part of you in the street. I'm just going to call him over to where I am. Him? You're basically just calling yourself over. Yeah. I want you to make a charisma saving throw to like control this thing. Sure. A disadvantage because you are sort of sharing this with yourself. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a natural 19 and then a natural 20. <laughs> so we'll take the 19. Sure, sure. It does not succeed versus your opposed charisma saves. It is going to come toward you and it's going to reach one filthy pseudopod toward you. Mm. I'm going to use Minor Illusion to create the image of the ooze leaving the alleyway that I'm in back into the street and then kind of just disappearing into nothing. I'll let you know what happens when it happens. Okay. If that was your action, then your half is going to attempt to reabsorb you. To absorb me? Yes. As in it's now a separate entity? You are of roughly equal mass, so you can either absorb it, or it can absorb you, or you can destroy part of yourself. Oh, I'll just destroy it. In the meantime, does a 20 hit you? Uh, 20 does hit me. So you are going to take six bludgeoning damage. That's fine. And four acid damage. Sure. Okay. I am going to Eldritch Blast it. Roll to hit. It is a miss. It's a natural one to hit. A piece of yourself fragments off and instantly breaks the sound barrier, creating a whip crack, and it flies right past the blobby, poopy head of your poopy self and smashes through a window across the street. Sure. And then you hear the whistle of the guard. Hmm. I am going to say, help! 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 As Rothgar. Talking is a free action. Your self is going to uh, try and uh, reabsorb you again. Does a 10 hit you? 10 does not hit me. As you sidestep a poopy tendril, as it swats down at you, trying to expand like a little fly swatter. Sure. It is your turn. Awesome. I'm going to do another Eldritch Blast. Does a 12 hit? A 12 does, in fact, hit. Awesome. So that is five. Actually, it's five plus four, because I can add my charisma mod. So that's nine points of damage. Awesome. Make a charisma saving throw. It is a dirty 20. So nothing bad happens. Sure. So your poopy yourself wriggles, and you know what? Just for the comedic effect, roll a dexterity saving throw. That is an 11. Your mouth was just slightly open. Mm. Pseudopod! Natural one. You are completely safe at the moment. Perfect. I'm going to do another attack. Does an 18 hit? An 18 does, in fact, hit. Awesome. That's four plus another four points of damage. It is just about that time when you see a town guard round the corner and notice that Rothgar the Goliath is blasting waves of force at this pile of poopy. I'm going to scream over to him, help! Help me! Help me! So the guard is going to rush your poopy yourself. Sure. And unfortunately... Wait, wait, wait. Poopy. This is a curse word. You can't curse in this. Poopy. It's fine. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Poopy. It's fine. Okay. Fine. Would you prefer we call it poopy yourself? It's totally up to you. Are we going to have to bleep me? 
<laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh God. I'm so sorry, Jin. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's Tommy's fault that you have to do all that bleeping. Had that conversation of poopy. <laughs> like that was exactly what the conversation was about. Oh my God. Fine. Um, I'm so sorry, Jin, that you're going to have to bleep me so many times. I apologize <laughs> now and forever. Uh, I uh I, I owe you a um <laughs> a muffin, a singular muffin. A brand muffin for the poopy. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Not a brand muffin. He's going to rush him. And because this thing is a poop elemental, well, it's actually a poo poos. <laughs> a poos. All right. Ew, that's just gross. <laughs> Poop ooze does not weird me out as much as poos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is uh, three points of damage. It is still wobbling. The guard did damage to it. However, make a charisma saving throw. Sure. That is a dirty 20. <laughs> You're rolling really well tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, nothing bad happens. You do feel the guard spear go into the poos. Sure. But you don't feel the pain of it. Sure. I believe it is the poos' turn. That's a natural one. You are safe from the poos. <laughs> <laughs> from the poos. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. Okay, I'm going to do another Eldritch Blast. Uh, does a 14 hit? It does. Awesome. That is going to be four plus four. That's eight damage. All right. Roll a charisma saving throw real quick. Sure. That is a 25. One could only describe it as a sinking sensation. Sure. As the force of your Eldritch Blast fires through the poos, it just sort of loses all viscosity altogether, and it becomes a puddle of sewage. And there's just no way to avoid getting poop on your shoes. Sure. Well, it doesn't matter because my shoes are not shoes, so it's okay. Right. So you are now standing in a poop-filled alleyway with a guard staring at the hideous and very smelly scene arrayed before them. I'll turn to him and I'll go, what the hell was that? I, I was just about to ask you the same thing, man. What the hell was that? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 was, I, was, I was just fighting it. I mean, I came around the corner and I just started attacking it. I, I, I kind of don't know what's going on. I, uh, can, can I, can I, can I take a statement? Uh, and he pulls out like a pad and a quill, dabs the ink. Maybe we should move out of the poop first. Sure, sure. Yeah. You guys track a bunch of people's previous meals uh, into the street to a slightly less smelly area. Can we make another inn called yesterday's meal? <laughs> <laughs> the yesterday's meal. Uh, repurposes old roasts and whatnot into soups and stews. Ah, <laughs> uh, the yesterday's meal. Oh, it's so good. Oh, no. It's so good. Let's say that it's in Honeyport. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so yes, I go with him to go take a statement. So you're lying to him? Uh, no, I'm going to say I whipped around the corner because I heard screaming, and I saw that it followed me for no particular reason, and uh, when it started attacking, I started attacking back. Ah, so it is a lie. You're going to need to roll deception for a lie of omission. Sure. That is a dirty 20. I keep on getting 14s. Well, he believes you. Sure. He takes your statement. Uh, he wishes you a pleasant evening, or at least it can't get any worse. He wishes you all the best, and then wanders off to try and go into the good year to take people's statements in there. I'll go inside with him. And I'll be like, is there anything else in here for me to kill? Aside from them having a clear disdain for your non-human form, yeah. there's a big old trail 
of brown slimy stuff leading directly from the bathroom all the way to the front entrance. It did not pass go. It did not collect $200. It just continued in a straight line as straight as it could. In fact, no, it is an actual straight line over tables and benches and stuff. Goodness. Do I have any tracks right now? Tracks? Yeah. Do I have any like mud and poop on my shoes? You absorbed whatever it was just out of hand. If you want to force the poop down and out of your shoes, you're going to need to control your body in very interesting ways. I'm not going to do that just yet. I'm just trying to see if I'm tracking. You are not tracking mud in that case. Okay. Although a distinct smell might be emanating from you soon. Soon? If not already. I'm going to take a good look around the room. Is this one of those lounges that have, like, wine bottles on the shelves and whatnot? Yes. Okay, cool. How many people are in the room? At the moment, it is just the maitre d'. I'm going to walk out of the room, back into a different alleyway, so to speak. I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. I'm going to walk back inside, and I'm going to take a red wine. Oh, my goodness. And I'm going to walk out. That is going to be a stealth check with advantage. Okay, because anything that I hold becomes invisible as well. Well, no. Well, it says anything on my person. Yes, at the time of casting. Anything on anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it on as long as it's on the target's person. Yeah, when you cast it. Otherwise, like if you open a door, the door goes invisible and then it reappears. That's not really how the spell is meant to work. Okay, sure. Then I shall go invisible. I'll come back in. So that's going to be stealth with advantage. Okay, sure. That is a twenty-four. I'll just see if I crit. That is an eighteen. So twenty-four. And so I'm going to walk over to a wine bottle that I like, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to cast Invisibility on myself again. Just because I don't want to think of another wine name, and also because it is thematically appropriate, uh, you do take another bottle of the Chateau de Sniff de Poop. (laughs) It is thematically appropriate. Okay. Yes, and as you do so, you sort of flicker in and out of existence, and the wine is gone. And let's say, just because I'm feeling generous, this is the better 12-year-old. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. And I'm going to just walk out. Invisible. Thank you for listening to Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribed, shared, and left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. You can find more of his work on Twitter at John Blissart, that's at J-O-N-B-L-I-S-S-A-R-T. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident Mushroom Jin. Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, DeSombra. Find more about our various social medias by visiting our website, rfedpod.com.